Thanks for listening to the Best of Coast to Coast podcast and become a Coast Insider to hear the rest of this fascinating conversation and check out recent shows featuring guests sharing stories about growing up in a haunted house that was possessed by an evil presence, a nightmarish encounter with a UFO in the dead of night, and the financial horror stories from those who won the lottery and lived to regret it. Head on over to coasttocoastam.com and sign up for Coast Insider to hear these programs and many more truly thought-provoking shows from coast to coast. Now here's a highlight from Coast to Coast AM on iHeartRadio. And we're back. Marianne Gwinkowski with us. We're going to take calls, your calls, next hour as well. Marianne, let's get back into curses, and I want to talk about the dream state and what can be conjured up that way. But when someone puts a curse on an individual... Mm-hmm. Does the individual, what happens to them? Do they feel something? Do they say, I think someone put a curse on me? Well, when things start going bad and you don't feel good or your relationships go down the tube or you lose your job and you can't find a job, um, then they start thinking, that's when you hear, oh, I'm the born loser. I must have a cloud over my head. Uh, if I didn't have bad luck, I wouldn't have any luck. And People realize that, especially if everything was going fine in their life or normal in their life, and everything starts going down the tubes, and eventually they figure it out, or they go to somebody, or somebody that they know will go, gee, you've been having such rotten luck for the last year. What the heck's wrong with Mm -hmm. you? Then you start thinking about it. And like I said, you know what? Nobody has to live like that. You don't have to be a martyr. Do something about it. Have it removed. It's not hard to do. You can do it. And as long as, you know, actually, if a person doesn't even believe they have a curse on them, and I tell them that they do, sit down in front of me, I'll take this off of you, they don't even have to believe it. All they have to do is give me their permission. My granddaughter got a promotion where she was working, and... uh Apparently, she got a promotion over somebody who thought they were entitled to that job. Yep. And she did it fair and square, you know, decent and everything. She's a mm-hmm. great girl. And, but strange things started happening to her. I mean, things that would always go well, things were really kind of screwed up. That's and she, right. she called me up one day and said, Papa, I think somebody put a curse on me. And, and I said, Ari, let's, let's think about this for a moment. Mm-hmm. Who would want to do this to you? I mean, you're a good, fun person. You're a nice person. You don't hurt anybody. And we started talking, and she mentioned the promotion, and she mentioned some people that they gave her the job over. And I went, uh-huh. And mm-hmm. then I said, of a couple of these people, is there one there that you would think would be capable of that? And she said, yes. Mm-hmm. And sure enough, it ended up being that person uh, who apologized and took the curse off, apparently, and everything's fine. But Or stopped sending negative energy to her, exactly. so it wore off. Yeah, right, exactly. exactly. So my question is, when someone does get hit by a curse, mm-hmm. how easy is it for that person to try to distinguish who put the curse on them? That's a little bit harder, and the main questions that I ask when I'm actually doing the removal is, um... Did you take somebody away from their spouse? In other words, did you have an affair with a married person? Believe you me, 
a woman, you know, uh, uh, you, you get uh, a man gets angry at somebody and they're going to punch somebody in the nose. A woman gets angry at somebody. Women are meaner than men. She's going to curse that person. And because she was hurt in more ways than one. And the job thing is exactly right. You can't believe how often that happens. And But the bottom line is this. Who cares who did it? Just get it off. How do you get it off? Can you do it yourself? Do you have to call Marianne Winkowski? How do you get it off? Nope. You can't remove it yourself, but you can have a friend do it for you. And again, they don't have to believe it. They just have to go through the ritual. And in when Go Speak, the whole last chapter is how to remove negative energy. Anybody can do it. You just can't do it to yourself. Is everybody susceptible to a curse? What about someone who's got so much energy and positivity? Can they put up this force field to kind of block it and shield it? No, unfortunately. The only thing that I personally know that has worked forever, because once a curse is removed... That doesn't necessarily stop the person that was putting it on. They're not going to know it's off. So, and there's so many different kinds of curses. I mean, there's one that that maybe has to be do something at, on every full moon, or generational curses. They just automatically go with generation to generation, like the Kennedys. You have to know they were cursed. And so there's all kinds of different kinds, but once it's removed... Most people, as long as they, you know, I give them that Quincy to carry. As long as they have that, they never have to have a curse removed off of them again. It does not affect them. As a matter of fact, think about it. Ball players, let's use um, baseball players, for instance. Okay, there's a game between the Cleveland Indians and maybe New York. And so all the fans in the Cleveland Stadium, every time their best hitter gets up, the whole stadium is going, Oh, lose you, jerk. Don't hit the ball. Get an out. And then they clap if he does. That's negative energy thrown on that person. Oh, yeah, absolutely. And that's why the home team has an advantage. That's exactly right. But that doesn't mean when they get on their plane to leave Cleveland that he left the negative energy here. It's going with him. It's going to be added on every other stadium that is not his home stadium. So, and that's why I do so many ball players, all kinds of ball players. Well, if a ball player's in a slump, let's say. Oh, that's a really good a slump, or they just, you know, they don't feel good, they're out of sorts, they're tired all the time. And the other thing, too, it's especially ball players. Look at the dead fans, the ghosts that hang out in stadiums. You know, you couldn't walk up and stand next to LeBron James at a basketball game. You would never get on court. The guards and everybody would keep you away. Sure. But, gee, if you're a ghost, who's going to stop you? Nobody. Exactly. Nobody. What about the dream state for visiting the dead and for other things? Once a person has crossed into the light, they can absolutely come in and out of your dreams. You can talk to them. You can get all kinds of information from them. You can get a hug, a kiss. I mean, it is so comforting to be able to talk to these people. They look good. They look healthy, uh, happy. They look healthy. And But if the person has not crossed over, you will never dream of them. Earthbound spirits cannot get in dreams. 
Now, if an earthbound spirit is in your bedroom while you're sleeping, you're going to have bizarre dreams, technicolor, loud, flashy, um, where it wakes you up and you're breathing hard, but that ghost was not in your dreams. Listen to more Coast to Coast AM every weeknight at 1 a.m. Eastern and go to coasttocoastam.com for more.